I'm Karen Tushak, founder and CEO of Spider Silk Solutions. This week on Untangling the Webs, we are joined by Jorn Vannisacker, founder and co-CEO of Henchman. Henchman is a groundbreaking solution that automates the centralization of past clauses and definitions from legal teams' contract databases, delivering them intelligently in lawyers' familiar Microsoft Word or Outlook environments. But that's not all. Before venturing into the world of legal tech, Jorn brings a wealth of experience as a leader in marketing, totaling over four years. Alongside this, he has a strong educational background in design and business. We're thrilled to have Jorn here today to share his experiences, insights, and the fantastic journey that led him to develop Henchman. Jorn, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be here. <laughs> so we'll get right into it. So yeah. in your 2023 interview with Silicon Canals, you highlighted that Henchman was inspired by the significant challenges faced by legal professionals when drafting intricate and customized contracts. Could you share the process of how you identified this pain point and ultimately arrived at the solution that became Henchman? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think the story starts a bit earlier than that. Like, So at Henchman, with, with, with three co-founders and two of the three are Gilles and myself, and we've been working together for like eight years already. And so we had a previous company called Intuo, which was HR technology. And that got acquired in 2019. And so HR tech often can really feel as a, a nice to have product. And it's very difficult to prove ROI. It's very, you know, it's not easy to implement. It requires a lot of change management. So we always said to ourselves, like whatever venture we do next has to be something that solves a real pain, a real must have product, so to say. And um, so we went out looking for a couple of angles and we, we ended up like we remembered filling in a lot of requests for proposals or tenders where you get questions and you know you've you know answered that question or a very similar question in the past for a previous tender. And so that was kind of like the idea we're uh, riding on. And then we had lunch with the two lawyers that assisted us in the acquisition process of the previous company. And during that lunch, they were like, guys, this is what we do on a daily basis, like looking for stuff we've written in the past. Like if you can help us solve that, you have gold. And so during that lunch, the entire idea pivoted to legal tech. So that's how we ended up in legal tech and, you know, dr drilling down on, on the problem. And really it became very apparent that especially, especially the type of legal professionals that we focus on uh, that uh, really um, draft and negotiate complex contracts they base their entire work, their entire day on precedents and looking for those precedents, asking colleagues, have you ever done something like that? But I think the real big opportunity here is that all these legal teams, all these law firms, they sit on so much data, so many contracts, and they're doing nothing with it. It's not being leveraged in order to make you know the entire firm better in terms of consistency, but also making data-driven decisions. So, And that's the true opportunity here. And so in 2020, we created our first uh, prototype, which really showed the clear problem solution fit. It was clear as day. And that really gave us the confidence to, you know, start investing and build, building out the, the product with uh, an entire product and engineering team. Well, you definitely came into legal tech at the right time, just as it started to explode. So that was great. And, and I'm going to pick up on something you said about the difficulty of you know, implementing the HR technology and how many, how much integration it requires with other things. 
And one of the things I, I was really loved and was intrigued about with henchmen is it's so easy to implement. Like so often yeah. law firms are like, well, we just can't take on something new at this time because we're implementing other stuff. And henchmen yeah. is so easy to implement. Yeah, indeed. And it, when we started off on this on this adventure, so we we know we know how to build a very good product. And by now we've been doing this each of us 10 years now. And so we talk to customers all the time. And there were two things that became very clear when talking to lawyers is that first of all, they don't have any time. I, I Literally, they're the most busy people I know. And then secondly, and this is with all due respect, they're not the most tech savvy people, right? And so combine that uh, and you, you can, you know, build them a product and sell them the world. But all it takes is for them to spend one or two days setting up the tool. Well, it's doomed to fail, right? It's the main reason that legal tech is failing. It's the time it's required from uh, legal professionals to set up the tool. And so it became super clear to us that, and it made it also a lot more difficult for us, that henchmen had to be plug and play, right? And so henchmen consists out of three elements. So first of all, we integrate with their document management system. There's no setup required. We automatically recognize all the contracts they have in their database. Then we start processing all the clauses, all the definitions, all the metadata out of those contracts. And then we present that within Microsoft Word or Outlook. So in a way, we are an intelligent layer of that clicks onto their DMS that allows them to make data-driven decisions, increase consistency. So it's it's yeah, truly uh, something that these type of lawyers that draft and negotiate complex contracts love using on a daily basis. I mean, absolutely. I'm. A, I mean, a lot of what I do is you know helping law firms with adopting technology. Um, and that is always, you know, you know, it's one thing to implement it, but it's a totally other thing to continue the adoption and roll it yeah. out to more people and more practice groups. So exactly. we, we even we even have an internal record, and that's Siska and her team, of course, that yeah. after signing uh, and having the uh, the company on board it, so the end users on board it was within less than 24 hours. So that means signing, getting integration done, doing the processing and getting them live on the word add-in. And so that's that, that kind of really shows how how a plug and play henchman can be, uh, yeah. Absolutely. So as someone with experience in leadership positions across marketing teams and currently serving as the co-CEO and founder, can you share key insights you've acquired regarding effective leadership? Um. Yeah, I'm, I think the true art is, you know, having everyone look in the same direction, right? That's yeah. But that's easier said than done. Uh, and I think if you look at uh, companies, even young companies, they don't have to be quite quite big uh, to have that problem. Is that uh, pillarization or pillarization is something that you often see uh, within teams. It could be sales teams, it could be marketing teams, um, or even product teams. Like, you know, teams sees to speak to one another and i think that's a main that's the main problem that's the main you know break uh, for growth uh, in a lot of cases of what i see and so having one clear goal that everybody's living towards and everybody is you know looking at and everything that you do within the organization is challenged well if we're going to do that, we're not going to be able to achieve that or it wouldn't contribute to that main goal. So if everybody can hold each other accountable in that sense, it becomes something super powerful, uh, which is something that's kind of 
you know, creates accountability within the firm. You know, a, a typical example, a typical example is like sales and marketing, right? So, you know, sales would have um, revenue targets or pipeline targets that they that they have to uh, hit. But then sometimes the marketing teams they have to have a certain amount of leads. But of course, not all leads, is, you know, is of high quality for the sales team. And so pillarization is easily created in that context. So I'm a firm believer in, in a sales and marketing environment, for instance, is that sales and marketing, they have the, they have the same target. It's also uh, generating pipeline, which is qualified pipeline for the sales team. And so that really forces the marketing team to listen and to interact with the sales team and really act as an enabler for the sales team because their success is our success and then everybody's success is everybody's success. So that is really powerful. Yeah, and I, and I guess it all goes also to communication, right? So that everybody in all the different, you know, what I call silos um, is communicating the same message. You know, I know that working in, you know, customer success, um, it's, it's important that I also know what's going on with product and with sales so that, you know, you have the full picture when you're speaking to the clients. Indeed, indeed, absolutely. So during a 2023 Business Cloud interview, you've discussed Henchman's AI-powered capabilities to enhance contracts with suggestions, translations, and grammatical adaptions. Considering the development of this feature, what is your perspective on the future of the legal industry in terms of the interplay between human talent and generative AI? Yeah, so I think we're we're not we're not in the school of AI will replace lawyers. Uh, I think not many people are, but some some people believe that. Um, Henchman itself, as well as you know, we firmly believe to be that sidekick that does the dirty work. Hench, the name uh, Henchman. <laughs> and so, in that in that regard, we really believe that uh, AI can can inspire, uh, can can help you, can point you to certain directions, and that's that's what we feel as the role of AI. And so it's uh, to create that augmented lawyer, um, right? The lawyer that has better capabilities, or you know, can make smarter decisions than a lawyer without AI. I think that's how we have to look at it and so uh, we feel that ai is brilliant and we're you know it's it's deeply embedded within henchmen as well where but we believe ai should be used to solve use cases or problems in a, the most elegant manner right i think a, a perfect example that we just released is where um, you can imagine like, you know, in a way a contract is an if then kind of you know agreement right, right? And so right now we released the feature within the uh, intelligent actions where you can just say, well, this clause poured into an event and a fact table. And so it, it shows the clause and like, okay, this is included. If this, then you have to do that. If this, then that. And it becomes something that you can copy and just enter in, into your email, which will help your client communications as well. So that's that's brilliant, right? And, and that's what we're already doing today. But tomorrow the AI capabilities, or at least the intelligent uh, capabilities that we'll be able to do will be insane. Like today, we're obsessed with context, understanding what you're working in now, and matching that to the same context from your database. So nudging to you, hey, well, you've done something similar. In the, like we noticed you had a similar transaction in that similar field. Would you like to have a look at that? And that's you know, just the tip of the iceberg here, but it's it's going to have a huge impact 
again in an elegant manner i don't think we should expect all lawyers to you know to have the ability to prompt but we have to kind of you know move it into a product so that it does it for them almost absolutely and and i i you know love that you say that it won't replace lawyers because i think many of us are in that school that it's not going to replace the legal professionals it's just going to change the way they do they work maybe and give them more um, better, more accurate information for them to make their analysis and decisions on. And Absolutely. To, and take away some of that administrative stuff. You know, I, I remember when I was, you know, working on transactions years ago, I was just searching and searching and searching to find that one clause that I knew I had written before and I wanted to use again. And you take away that time. So clients you know, of the law firm will love it because they're not going to be spending all that money for me to be looking for documents. Yeah. And it allows me to service the clients much better. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I find it interesting that, uh, like, especially with, you know, VCs, they always ask me the question, like, but why legal tech? Because, you know, they can only, it only allows them to be more efficient and invoice less. Well, I'm like, yeah, but it's not that. Of course, if you know, there's a couple of forces at play here, right? So there's the the war for legal talent, which is you know huge at the moment. Then there's the clients, as you mentioned, that are becoming more demanding. And then of course there's all that data, you know, that they're sitting on. And now with all the technology that's there, if their competitor is leveraging their data, they, you know, they might just lose out. And I think it's those three forces that are the only reason that legal tech exists, because if they wouldn't be there. There would be no need uh, for anything uh, legal tech in a way. Well, uh, exactly. And I think a lot of firms also are going, starting to go away from the billable hour. So they're more, they're charging like alternative fee structures that have to do yeah. with the value of the legal services that they're providing. So if they can do it quicker and find things quicker, it's not affecting their profitability. They're just going to a different model of how they're billing their yeah. clients. And, and then I hear seasoned lawyers say, well, we've been talking about, you know, the change of the billable hour for 25 years now. Um, but I think, yeah, truly, because of the recent kind of forces at play and the gener generative AI, I think there's definitely going to be an acceleration in how, you know, billables will be handled, how profits at law firms and, and kind of costs, you know, because there's a new budget line that's appearing, which is tech, which wasn't right. really there uh, like 10 years ago at any law firm. So I think a lot, a lot is going to change, but of course, for the good. Absolutely. I mean, they never had the tools before to build the efficiencies to have them move away from the billable hour. And now with, with technology like Henchman, they have those tools so they can really look at the business and how their profitability runs and adapt it. Exactly. Exactly. hundred percent. So how can a legal term team determine if henchmen or its features are the right fit for their needs, considering that the product is designed to enhance existing contract databases and provide instant access to a team's prior written clauses or definitions? Well, that answer is very short. We only have one qualifying question, uh, which is, do you draft and negotiate complex contracts? If the answer is, Yes, I am sure you will fall in love with the demo I show them afterwards. But if the answer is no, that's fine. And so to give you a concrete example, litigation is something that we don't uh, support at the moment. Yeah, and you don't support that because it's just not an area that you think 
that you it's an area that we we are constantly exploring but we haven't built anything yet right and there are a lot of like e-discovery tools and tools that deal specifically with litigation yes indeed yes indeed and it, uh, we're really in a, in, a, in a very nice unique position at the moment with you know so supporting the niche that we support at the moment and 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 really build a very data-driven tool that goes very deep um but is simple on the surface right absolutely and that that is when i've looked at hengeman and seen it um that's exactly what it is <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you I'll, I'll say that to the team they love that <laughs> So, Joran, there's one question that I ask everybody as we come to the end of our podcast, and it's, what would you tell your younger self now that you have years of experience? Um, I'd say be patient. Like, if you want it, it, it it's going to come one day. Um, you know, be resilient. Uh, you know, not so cool things are going to happen and you're going to have to overcome that. But, uh, you know, if you can take the punches you'll you'll get there eventually and um lastly you know surround yourself with the best best people uh, i think uh Benjamin is a great example of that i think without the people that we have on today this wouldn't have been possible they all have significant software as a service uh experience and it really shows in the prof professionalism that we can you know bring to our customers to our prospects uh so it's that's that's you know, you would underestimate that if you're young, but the importance is, is, is significant. Yeah, I, I think that's so true. I worked with an amazing um, lawyer as I, as I was growing up, I'll say. And <laughs> one thing he taught me about leadership was to always surround yourself with people that know more about certain things than you do. Um, yeah. And don't be threatened by it. Like just build an amazing team. Um, and that goes a long way. So I think, like I always say, like, don't be threatened by others that know more about things than you do, because the strength of your team is really important. No, I, I agree. Uh, he's a wise man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Joran, for joining us on this episode. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Untangling the Webs. I hope you've enjoyed it. And we look forward to our next episode. For more insights into law, legal technology, and leadership, visit our LinkedIn at Spidersilk Solutions or website www.spidersilksolutions.com.